0: The Truth Be Told Podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome, my friends. This is episode number five, The Truth About Perfectionism. I am grateful you are here, and I think that this topic will probably touch many of you in ways that I believe, uh, for me at least, and for so many perfectionism is a topic and a reality that we've all been touched by either within our own lives and in our own selves and along with that in the relationships that we've had along the way um, possibly in our families friends uh, work school whatever it may be perfectionism is pretty much everywhere and um It's a mindset that I would like to question today and examine just a little differently than maybe you have in past and create an awareness and a knowing that perfectionism isn't necessary for our success as much as I think we can come from a place of growth and evolution and curiosity and learning and that will help us ascend and achieve more than we ever imagined possible even more so than if we're coming at it from this perfectionistic tendency which is so deeply driven by this need to be okay and to be enough and so our performance and our our goals are often tied to our worth and that at time and over time can become very soul-sucking, and I think it creates a hustle and an exhaustion that is not necessary. And I'd like to introduce that there's other ways of living this life and doing it in a way where we can live big and we can live large um, and we can do it from a place that's loving and kind and compassionate and uh, opens us up to mistakes and imperfections and in no way judges us less so or negatively because of that. In fact, it says we are even more whole and we are open to evolving and growing and becoming on a level that is really not possible when we are driven by perfection. So my friends, with that in mind, I wanted to just really focus this episode on the power of and truth of perfectionism and that at its core it is driven by not being enough and when we are driven by being not enough that doesn't serve us in the same way as knowing at our core we are always enough and that that's not even up for discussion. Our worthiness is 100%, it's inherent, it's there, it's forever and always. And instead, what I'd like to propose is that our internal drive and motivation is more and can come from more of that sense of wanting to grow and evolve and contribute and become than it is about trying to hustle and prove our very worth. With that being said, because in my coaching practice, I work with so many young adults and parents and families, I see this so often that it is a driver. Perfectionism is something that we don't even question. And I want us to open this conversation up because I believe that at our core, we are, we are better Than what we believe. We are, we are so good and we are human. And at our, you know, the very essence of being human is such that we are not perfect. And no one ever said we needed to be perfect. Wherever that came from, it's not something that's coming from what is best for us, as much as it's our brain believing that it's keeping us safe. And our brain is in this situation not a reliable narrator, right? It, it doesn't, it's not about serving us as much as it's trying to prove what we believe to be true, which is we are not enough. So our brain goes about making that true because it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's there to seek out confirmation of whatever it is we are believing to be true, and it will find it at every turn. So if you think about the power of our thinking and the way we believe things to be true, that impacts us on every level. And when it comes to perfectionism and this sense that we are not enough, you can imagine that that drive, that internal drive, is coming from a very different place than if we knew we were enough always and forever and that that drive was really coming from something that says, hey, this is about upping the, the, the bar, but this bar is being set high because I know what you're capable of and I want to see what you're capable of. It's a very different drive and different motivation. So I want to share a story from a few years ago. A client of mine had shared a video. He sent me something over email and said, I want you to watch this because when we ha- we finished our conversation the other night about perfectionism, I watched this video and it all clicked and it made sense to me. And I walked away from it, changed. He said, and since I've realized that I've been going about this in a way that hasn't been serving me, in terms of my drive to perform has always been tied to been tied to my worth. And what you've taught me and what this video tells me over and over is that my worth is inherent. That's not what's up for grabs here. It's about me just continuing to evolve and grow as a human being and being willing to learn and be vulnerable in that process and make every mistake knowing that that's going to take me closer to my goals and my dreams. So when I clicked on the video, I was really, you know, from the moment I I started it, riveted to it because it was about this Japanese art called Kintsugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I, So I probably didn't pronounce that absolutely correctly. I apologize. Um, But it is about this. The concept of kintsugi is about putting broken pottery pieces back together with gold. And it is built on the idea that in embracing flaws and imperfections, you can create an even stronger, more beautiful piece of art. It's really another kind of perfect And the theory is that every break is unique. Every mistake, every misstep, every imperfection is unique. And instead of repairing an item like new, the 400-year-old technique actually highlights the scars as a part of the design. And using this as a metaphor for healing ourselves teaches us an important Lesson. And it is sometimes in the process of repairing things that have broken and that are less than perfect, we've actually created something more unique and beautiful and resilient, something even more perfect. And I loved it, and I know that my client loved it because I think the takeaway is so powerful, and that is we are really truly even better in our own imperfection. And when we embrace imperfection and we're willing to do so, and we're not so tied to our performance being our worth, it frees us to shine and to thrive and to flourish in a way that we wouldn't have known possible. So in today's episode we're going to talk about why we strive for perfection in the first place, and then the hallmarks of a perfectionistic brain and mindset. Of course, as you might imagine, there are some downsides to that. And what I also want to present today, and I hope that you take away from today, is that there are healthier and more sustainable alternatives out there. So you might ask, why does it matter to be perfect? What's the drive to be perfect and why? And what is the kind of perfect without flaws, right? So it matters because then it feeds the belief of a perfectionistic brain that says, I am worthy. I'll feel better if I'm perfect and have no flaws. I am lovable, especially to the outside world who sees me as absolutely perfect. No flaws, right? And I am then enough. So one of the hallmarks of a perfectionistic brain is always pointing out what is wrong with us, okay? What could be better? And then we go about focusing on believing that because we are not these things, or we don't have these particular things, then we are not good enough. But those who have those things, they are perfect. They have the perfect lives, and we aspire for that. But of course, then they also become our competition, because in perfectionism, there's no room for abundance. It's a scarcity mindset, and so you're always in this hustle for worthiness, and anyone who appears to be more worthy than you is a threat. So being a, cra- you know, a perfectionist is a crazy train existence. It really, truly is a no win. And I think that the, the gift we can give ourselves as human beings is to truly celebrate our imperfection within our perfection of being who we are, right? How we were made. And I think that this is something we see in our families, We are able to love and embrace our families in all of its imperfections, right? It doesn't change the fact that these are people we adore and that we love deeply, even in the midst of all of their flaws. We don't walk away and think, well, they're not worthy because they don't have this or that, or they don't measure up to my highest of standards, right? Instead, we accept them absolutely as they are. Sure, sometimes we wish, (laughs) our family members might be a little different but at the end of the day that doesn't change the fact that we love them and that they are our family okay the other you know example i wanted to to just point out i it was fun because last night craig and the kids went out to put up christmas lights and we are surrounded by neighbors in a a neighborhood that is i think has perfection as a um They set the bar very high, let's just say. And most of these families bring in professional companies to do their lights. And we, as Brummels, we do not bring in professional people to do our lights, but we do them ourselves. And so you can imagine when Craig and the kids asked me to come out and assess and give my thumbs up or down, I looked at ours and then I happened to turn back around and see our, our neighbors and think, well, They're not perfect, right? Our lights aren't perfect, but boy, do I love them. And I just wanted to say to each and every one of them, like, well done. Love it. And it's going to be just wonderful to celebrate and enjoy these lights each and every night leading up to Christmas. Um, But I think it's just another example of when something is imperfect and yet it's perfect and it's imperfection. So... With that, I want you to consider uh, what might be the downsides of coming at life from a perfectionist mindset versus good enough, okay? And number one, I would say perfection is never, it's always about never making a mistake. And why? Because mistakes become a threat and the threat is to your worthiness. It basically means that you never are enough. So perfection is absolutely always staying ahead of the curve and making sure that no mistake is ever exposed. Because if it were, that means that you are susceptible to criticism and possibly being judged as not enough. Okay, number two, you then avoid risks and going after your dreams So you're about staying safe. You're not about growth and learning and becoming. You're more about, let me keep the facade intact and make it appear that I am perfect because I don't ever want to give anyone any other opportunity to think otherwise, right? But the irony of that is that in order to dream big, we've got to be willing to make big mistakes, okay? And if we are going to avoid risks, we never really will be able to realize what's possible. It holds us back and keeps us small. So that's the second down, you know, downside, I believe, to perfectionism. The third is it creates an enormous amount of anxiety. And the fourth, there is an incredible pressure to create at such a high level that life becomes a constant test of self-worth number five is it is exhausting and soul-sucking because at any given moment if you screw up and people find out that you're not perfect then the gig is up and you can imagine that that is soul-sucking in itself because you're always trying to stay ahead of the curve on that as well and make sure that people don't ever see your vulnerabilities, And that, my friends, is an impossible standard, and it actually creates an impossible life. Number six would be comparison, because they think that's an inevitability of perfectionism. There's a jealousy and envy that comes to the forefront because there's a super competitive nature in a perfectionist, when you realize that the esteem is tied to their worth, right? Worth is performance based for a perfectionist. So then what happens is people outside of you become threats to you because if they perform at a higher level, that makes you feel less worthy. It's not a truth, and yet it's something you believe so strongly that you will do anything you can to, you know, bring someone else down or to. You know, one-up someone because then that makes you feel better about yourself. There's so much pressure and anxiety behind this that it's an impossible standard again. And it's so hard to live this way. And this is where I believe perfectionism is just a beast. And it's something that can really eat you alive and take away your ability to connect with yourself and also with others and see others as your teachers and not your, your foes. Number seven is procrastination. This is something that so many of my clients struggle with, and uh, and I myself have struggled. And it really is because if you think that you what you aren't doing is 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 good enough, you're never going to want to finish it. You never want to do it because it just will never live up to your standards. And so you stay in this perpetual state of confusion and you say, I don't know, or it's not going to be good enough, so why do it at all? Number eight, perfectionism creates a bit of a paralysis mode, okay? And what I mean by that is as a perfectionist, paralysis of action, it occurs because you're thinking about a project or an assignment, and you're thinking about it in a way that's You're constantly thinking about it, but you're not doing anything to move the ball forward. So there's no momentum. And over time, what happens is instead of momentum, it does the opposite. It creates exhaustion and overwhelm just based in that crazy train of thinking about it over and over, but not taking any action because of that sense of it's never going to be good enough. And how do I even start? And I'm overwhelmed as it is. Number nine is there's a deep longing. I think that perfectionism leaves in us this longing because we always have this belief that things could be better. And when we believe that things could always be better, we're never really focused on what is and we're never able to really truly appreciate what is, right? Because we're always focused on what is not and what is, uh, you know, we're just never satisfied. And it's a lonely, lonely existence. So 10, number 10 is, and probably no surprise, that perfectionists also tend to be more controlling and manipulative. And this is true in our behaviors, okay? So the manuals for ourselves and for others is pretty well etched. And the reason it's so clear cut and so kind of um, type A in this way is that we believe that if we are good enough and in order to be good enough, things have to fit a certain criteria. So that's not just true of ourselves, but it's true of the people around us and with whom we're in relationship. So we go about manipulating them to fit that criteria. And of course, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't go over very well, right? And it also, I think, just again prevents us from having true, authentic connection to others. Another crazy part of perfectionism is this just focus on external appearances. It is uh, this is number eleven, and it is about. So much of what society feeds us and the belief that if we just had this thing or that thing or we had this degree or that car or that girlfriend or boyfriend or that house or that, that school, right, that if we had those things or that body, that perfect body, we could be happy and successful, and then what it does is then we see people who might have those things that we believe are the pinnacle of what we desire, right, and of what we, we want, and then we think, boy, they have the perfect life. And this, of course, isn't true, but it feeds into as well number 12, shame. Shame is one of the greatest downsides, if not the greatest I believe downsides of perfectionism because to be perfect means that we are okay as we are and that's what we believe as perfectionists right to be perfect we we are we we need to be perfect so that we are okay as we are and i would just like to say to each and every one of you imperfections all of our imperfections are gifts to be worked with okay not shames to be hidden. So what would be the alternatives to perfectionism? You might wonder and ask. And I would say number one is know that mistakes are part of the package, okay? Make progress towards goals, more about who you're becoming in the process, not tying your worth to your goals and to your performance as much as you are going to experience mistakes and missteps as you move towards goals the quicker you make mistakes the quicker you move the quicker you learn you learn from action my friends you learn from making mistakes mistakes are not or no don't have to be a negative mistakes are just part of the process of becoming and growing and reaching our goals So it's a tool to make you better, and you can tweak that and adjust it and move forward. Number two, another, you know, I think alternative to perfectionism and how you think is that high achievement is, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a high achiever and setting really high goals and big goals, right? It's more though along the lines of where do you draw that line? Does it always have to be perfect is it always about the outcome and having it to be a certain outcome in order for it to be worthwhile? Or is it about going for excellence and trusting the wisdom of the process and what transpires within that process that truly matters? And learning how to think of our mistakes as a gift. You know, it really, truly gives you the blueprint to get closer to what you want. It's not a threat. Mistakes are not a bad thing. They're, they're more like a clue, Right you cannot fail as in my mind. And now thinking as I do, I don't think of mistakes as failure. And if anything, failure is a positive because what failure is, is steps and stepping stones towards my goals. So mistakes and fails are just part of the process. There's not anything negative about them. They're more learning tools. Now you go for your dreams without fear of mistakes. And you're no longer, these mistakes are no longer a threat to your worth. Um, And basically what you've done is you've changed your standard belief. And that is life-changing. Number three, trust the wisdom of the process. So you are learning and becoming as you go. You're moving forward. It's not about your worth. It's more about growth. And I would argue that I think you have the ability and the capacity to achieve so much more if you're not tied to being perfect. But that good enough is what reigns. And then who knows? The sky is the limit. Number four, you're not threatened by other success. And that is a beautiful shift we learn from them instead. They become more like our teachers. They're not our foes. They're not our adversaries. Perfectionism, you know, the lie of it is that it's, it's, it really does come from this fear-based focus that other people are holding you back from, you know, being good and being your best. Instead, I think it's, you know, we want to go more from a value-based life and, and focus and approach so that you can do everything you can to, to perform, but it's more meaningful and it's more about who you're becoming. It's not worth focused um, and it's not fear-based. So at the end of the day, my friends, it is super helpful to just remember that perfectionism, is the brain trying to keep you safe, okay? And what incredible brains we have. And you can thank your brain for that. <laughs> you can also tell the brain that, you know what? If I am not perfect, I won't be rejected. It's okay. Rejection is only really from within. That's, that's only if we reject ourselves That's on us, right? So it tells, our brain tells us that if you're perfect, you won't be rejected. And that's a lie. It's not true. We're always going to experience some kind or some form of rejection just by being human. And especially the bigger dreams and the bigger goals we set, the more we're going to experience that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, that rejection within from ourselves that doesn't have to be even part of the equation anymore because rejection is not, we are, we're not willing to reject ourselves. We're, we're there to say, hey, I love you and I believe in you and I've got your back and let's go. So it's a lie that if you just get good enough, right, your brain will stop saying mean things to you and then you're allowed to believe that you are acceptable. That day never arrives, Right. The brain will only look for evidence of imperfection if that's from where you're coming and that's your belief system from which it's operating. If your core belief is I am imperfect, I am not enough, and I am not worthy, guess what? That's what your brain is going to go to town on, and it's going to find every bit of evidence to prove that true. So why not shift that, right? The way to get rid of a critical brain is not to be perfect, It's to accept imperfection and to create a new definition of what perfection is. And then, my friends, you can change the belief that you can only feel good about yourself if you're perfect. That's no longer part of your belief system, right? It doesn't have to be. Life is so much sweeter When we can operate from less perfection and more acceptance, more meaning, it's it's just more meaningful, it's more gratifying, and it's less about the performance and it's more about the becoming, it's more about the meaning behind the the drive, right? The, the, The goals you set, it's who you're becoming in that process. So challenge the idea that perfection is necessary for success. Question that belief and know that perfection doesn't get you the results that you desire. It's really, if if you're going to think that perfection works in that way, it's the things that lead you to perfectionism that probably help you achieve some form of success, if not the success you've experienced up to now, which is more that work ethic, because most perfectionists are hard, hard workers. That certainly helps. And having high standards that definitely helps too. But this is more about learning. It's more about becoming and growing. It's not perfection oriented. And then therefore it carries with it less anxiety and allows for bigger dreams because you can dream bigger and know that the fails and the the mistakes and the missteps are going to be just as epic. (laughs) And that's all good. It's all part of the package. So I would like to ask each and every one of you to consider alleviating yourself of the burden of perfectionism and truly accepting your humanness. It's not a threat, my friends. In fact, it's a gift. So treat it as such. Okay, I will see you next week. and Until then, be well, take good care of you, and be you very well. And uh, I send my love always. Take care. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.